0: It's our 100th episode, loves, and I have such a juicy podcast episode for you. I have the hubs himself, (laughs) Mr. Chris Newman, on the show today, and this was just the most fun I've ever had, I think. It was just such a delight to have him share his experience about delving into entrepreneurship and quitting his job. How we navigate finances as a couple, how we, you know, do we throw investments past each other in terms of our business? We delved into so many great questions that you guys asked. And Chris was so generous in sharing a lot about his perspective on um investing and what that's looked like for us personally, how he got into that with his business, and just so many fun things. I think this is such a fun episode. I know you guys are gonna love it. We probably need to do a follow-up. Um, but as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We've had so many new podcast listeners, so just a quick shout out to you. If that is you, thank you. As always, make sure that you share this on Instagram. DM me. Tell me more of what you want to hear because I am always about making this as valuable and as magical for you as possible. And let's dive in. Hey, you're listening to The Things We Didn't Do. This podcast is dedicated to sharing with you the truth about how simple it can actually be to create mind-blowing results in your business without doing all the things. If you're sick of being told all of the things you should be doing on the daily to blow your business up, if you're a rule breaker, a change maker, and you want to start, grow, or scale a purpose-driven business without doing all of the things. This is for you. I am your host, mentor and success coach, Elise Danielle. The conversations, tools, and tips I'll share here will give you everything you need to build and blow up your own purposeful and profitable business that fits you, attracts more dream clients to you on the daily, and ultimately shows you how to do less to receive more. Join me as we explore how simple it can actually be to create big results in your business and get ready to stop chasing around all of the things and instead start creating a business that lights your soul on fire and makes you bank. everyone. I have a very special episode for you today. So this is also a surprise. It is surprise episode 100, which is insane. I can't believe I've recorded and talked this much. I mean, I can't believe I've talked this much, but we're on episode 100 and I thought it would be really fun to do a little special podcast with you guys with the hubs himself Chris so we wanted to hop on here and share a little bit about Chris recently quitting his job delving full-time into his own business Um, I sometimes get some questions around you know what it is like to navigate living with an entrepreneur and now there's two of us in a house so I thought it would be really fun to answer some of your questions I did a couple polls on Instagram so we have some amazing questions here that we're gonna dive into but first I will let Chris introduce himself hello Chris
1: hello and uh, yeah it's great to be here I guess calling me an entrepreneur is um, Generous, but um, I guess that's what I am now. So um, that's I guess it's pretty cool. Uh, and you know, it's been quite the journey over the last. Oh, I guess going back two or three years, uh, in particular, trying to juggle uh, work and then also stepping into that uh, role as a as a company director.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I guess a little bit about myself. Um, I, I've come from sort of health and fitness background, so that's where I spent my most of my career uh moved into more of a health and safety type role um and and sort of spent the last five five and a half years working a, a pretty high pressure corporate role um and and realized the corporate gig really wasn't for me um, i knew that probably a long time ago but um you know you, you do what you've got to do to to um you know basically achieve what your goals are so i guess here i am now um it's, probably, oh, it's two weeks ago almost that I quit. Um, So yeah, an amazing uh, journey. Uh, Definitely had its challenges over the last three years, but yeah, it's fantastic to be here and um, yeah, really looking forward to what the future holds. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, excited to be here today.
0: Maybe tell us a little bit about when you first started. Well, so I I guess the business that you do have when you first started it, um, what that's kind of looked like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in, um, I guess I'd consider myself a, a property developer um, foremost. Uh, definitely got a, a huge interest in, in just generally property investing, but I, I guess my, my day-to-day now is, is property development. So um, I've had ambitions to do that for Oh, it's probably going back, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. Mm. Um, And that started really early on in my corporate career, actually. I was introduced to property by a colleague Mm. at the time.
0: And wasn't it even with that book? I remember you... um Cause a friend of mine said that really put her into, she kind of does Airbnb stuff. We've had her on the podcast before Susie. And I remember her quoting rich dad, poor dad too. And I, I, I feel like you've mentioned before that that was a book you read and that kind of planted the seed and that kind of got things started.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was, yeah. Like I said, a colleague of mine, um, he was quite young, Mm. uh, in his 40s and I and this is when I was working for the um Queensland police Mm -hmm. and um yeah he'd been in the police for probably 20 years realized that wasn't what you know his future held for him and he was basically on the cusp of of retiring Mm -hmm. and I was just like wow like this guy's early 40s here I am like an impressionable you know 20 I don't know three four year old yeah just like this guy's amazing like he's just an average person yeah you know on a police salary they're not making tons of money Mm -mm. and um you know he's only been in the job 20 years and he's basically at a point where he can retire if he wants um so yeah yeah he was retiring and he, he recommended rich dad poor dad and um yeah i read that and you know general concepts but it was definitely the thing that sort of um I guess, started my journey in terms of that self-education around property Mm. and creating wealth for myself.
0: Mm. And really sparked that, like, yeah, probably personal development, but also just, like, that interest of, like... Because, I mean, I think that's just so true for everyone who delves into entrepreneurship. It's like it's not... Unless you've had parents or direct influences around you that have been in business or have started their own businesses, it's like nothing... I mean, for me especially, and I know for you too, it's not like we're exposed to it. Hey, no, absolutely,
1: yeah. probably far from it. And and yeah, I get it. Um, my parents come from a, a different era to to us, um, and different mindset around money, in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and my parents at one stage in my life, they they owned their own home. They bought an investment property, but they only held on to it for for very short terms. Mm-hmm. So they had. Yeah, very much a different mindset around it,
0: yeah, and around creating wealth from that. Mm, I'm excited to talk about that because we had some good questions come through, which I think I'll dress in a. I'll we'll circle back to that in a minute. Um, so that kind of kicked it off, and I think it's helpful. I think people would be super curious to know like how you dipped your toes in it, how you know, you know, I know, played with investing in a property in Cairns, and that kind of just dipped your toes before really diving into the business. And I guess, tell us a little bit about what that looked like, where you came up with the idea to even start it on the side with your business partner while working corporate and how all of that came about, because I think that's helpful too.
1: Yeah, I guess I realized that, um, you know, property development's a very capital intensive game. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And you can either do it the slow way, which is try to fund everything yourself, or you look for partners. And, um, yeah, I, luckily, I guess in my circles, I had a a friend that was, had a keen interest in property. He'd done a number of, um, you know, uh, house builds and and stuff like that in the past. Um, so yeah, he very much had that, that sort of same mindset, A little bit different to me. I I guess I had a, a view of, uh, greater things rather than just single house builds, uh, doing slightly bigger developments so yeah it, it just we got to talking and um you know I basically just laid it out there and said look would you consider you know coming into partnership with me and um the, he was a little bit I, I guess cautious because obviously we were friends mm-hmm. first yeah. and he, he didn't want anything to come between that so Look, he gave it some thought, I think probably over a week or two. And um, then he said, yep, yeah, let's do it. And let's just make sure we keep our friendship separate of the business and, and that nothing sort of ruins that. Mm-hmm. So that, That's crazy. kind of how it originated. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was th- three and a half
0: years ago. Yeah, which is crazy. And you guys did a good job at the beginning of like creating the boundaries, creating the business structure, creating really clear guidelines of the legality side of it too mm. to help navigate I guess those boundaries and hold that too mm. which was good
1: yeah I guess we look it was definitely you know when a lot of businesses start you kind of just um, scrap and uh, to get whatever you need done mm-hmm. done um, we definitely did that but we also were very I, I guess planned at the start to set the company up right from the from the get-go we had a well, I guess a clear vision in mind that at one stage we would then become employees of the business. But mm-hmm. you know, early on it just wasn't the right time to do that. Mm, so it was totally. just about getting it set up, starting to get moving in terms of projects, um, trying to make some money on that so that then we could fund more and more projects, and and hopefully with the goal um actually pay ourselves some money
0: yeah yeah and i think that's so helpful to hear because this is how business works like i think it's so easy to forget that most businesses do not turn a profit or that profit is not paid out to the owners but it's reinvested in the business Mm. again and again and again like you guys are three and a half years in it and you're now just taking a wage both of you right yeah
1: well end of this week we get our first paycheck yeah yeah three and a half years so it's been a you know everything's been out of our pocket up until this point in time so we funded the whole lot Um, yes we brought investors on to to help us along Mm -hmm. with a number of projects now that which has been fantastic to, to start to um, create that mm-hmm. and to actually have people wanting to work with us. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's taken three and a half years to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we haven't taken one single dollar
0: yeah. in that time. Yeah. And it's not because there wasn't profit there, but it's because you guys were smart about what to do with that profit, mm. which meant that like it made ten times more sense to reinvest that into another property. Or I mean, of course you have to pay out investors. That's a non negotiable, but to make sure that you're getting the business to a healthy place before drawing that excess, which is really the wage, right? Yeah. And I think that is Almost, I think, an easier mindset to have in a physical business because there's almost no other way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because you have higher outgoings, and because there is, I mean, you guys are dealing with stacks of money. And so yeah. it's big money in a game that you're playing. But it's so helpful, I think, to hear that because I think in the online space, we forget that's a thing. We have the whole family in here. So there may be some, of course, Charles cheekiness popping up. But <laughs> You don't mind. Um, But like that's such a hard thing to forget sometimes in the online space where we're so hard on the business and expecting the business to create this huge ROI in short periods of time where it's like. I mean, the advantage of an online business is that we can actually create a profit in a a period of time where we can draw money out. But like most businesses don't operate like that. So Mm. I think that's helpful perspective. And just kudos to you guys for being willing to. I mean, you've been working your ass off for three and a half years working your full time corporate job, which is a very heavy job, especially because you're (laughs) head of health and well being. And so you've just navigated a pandemic with a massive company and trying to figure out all that and then the other side of that too is like you guys bought your first block property in 2019 is that right that's right yeah and then when we went to sell it it was through the pandemic and so i think that's just so i would love to hear your thoughts around navigating that because i think you know, we had a, not a lot of hate, but I think there's a lot of people who are like, oh, this is really risky or like, mm. have you made a big mistake or like, it's not a great time. And yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, there's always people that are going to, um, no matter what the circumstances are like externally, um, especially, um, they're going to you know, be full of fear, freaking mm-hmm. out. And, um, basically, you know, trying to, I guess, in a way, upend your own dreams, goals, visions, whatever it may be. Um, and that definitely happened during early on in the pandemic. There was a lot of fear in the market, especially, you know, if you listen to the media, the property, um, the whole property um, basically um industry was about to Yeah, know, they were like
0: predicting it just plummeting yeah. and it did the opposite. Yeah. You listen to any,
1: you know, person that was grabbing headlines in the media, the, the property market was about to crash by yeah. thirty or forty percent. Yeah. So the last thing most people are thinking is let's let's jump in here now. But that was my mindset at the time mm. and, and I distinctly remember in April of twenty twenty when things were very unknown and everyone's trying to work out what this COVID thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing most people are thinking is let's let's buy property, but that's that's what I was thinking is mm-hmm. now's a great opportunity. Let's try and buy a yeah. property, um, and we were actively out there trying to yeah. do the opposite to what everyone else was
0: doing. Which I give you so much credit, and it's kind of that eight old adage of like, you know, like you buy when. The, like when the star stock market is low that is like sales season baby and it's time to like snap shit up do you know what i mean but as long I think, as it's
1: good quality stuff of I'll course say, yeah, yeah
0: you do your due diligence and you're looking at the things but i think when the majority of people are thinking the opposite that's what really i see to be so true determines the people who really soar in entrepreneurship and are willing to kind of not go with the crowd and really think independently and kind of zoom out from the fear and really see that like, okay, well, like, you know, if the market's doing this and everyone's freaking out about this, that's actually like a great time to sell mm. <laughs> or b- rather buy. And
1: you yeah. have a look at a lot of the most successful companies out there started in either recessions yeah. or financial crises mm-hmm. or very, very shortly after. And it's because they saw an ad- i guess an opportunity yeah. during those circumstances
0: uber airbnb yeah, like those so guys many. were built during the recession
1: absolutely and i mean if you can withstand the tough times imagine yes. when the times are good right you, totally. that's when you cash in
0: yeah 100 um and so i love that i love that you share that because i think and we'll address some of these questions some of the people were asking, you know, about, like, the timelines of you quitting and how you kind of navigated that. And actually, let's look at the specific questions. Um, So, you know, one of the questions was, was it uh, you'll, in terms of quitting your job, was it you'll do this when X, Y, Z, or something else with deciding? And I think, I think what you guys have done so well, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this, is, like, from the beginning, you, I mean by default, the property development game is a long term game in the sense of like you're looking to create more capital. I mean, first you got to hustle your butt off to get the capital and then you're looking to create more of the capital, obviously have some successful developments where you make a profit off of the build or the development or whatever it is. Um, And then you reinvest that to create more and more and more. So what I think you guys did so well was that you weren't, neither of you were really attached on like, we have to quit our jobs then, or like this has to be, like this is how we'll determine the success, or like we need to pull out a wage, or we need to do this on this exact date, because I think that's something that's so easy to do in business, and that is something that usually bites us in the butt every time, because then we're just almost in this mindset of, is it working, isn't it working? What's going on sort of thing and it's not really anchored in that long term success kind of perspective so I'd love to hear how you guys navigated that or how, what you guys were thinking of around that
1: yeah um I guess I, I wouldn't say um, that you shouldn't have a clear goal in mind in totally. terms of when you want to quit when you want to pay yourself a wage I think that's that's still a healthy thing mm-hmm. but I don't it needs to be fluid as well. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. So um, back in 2019, uh, Lisa and I attended a Tony Robbins event. Yeah. And a part of that, I think it was day three or four, I can't can't exactly remember, but they asked everyone in the room to basically write down a number of goals and things that they were wanting to commit to. And one of mine was, I wanted to quit my job and mm-hmm. I wanted to do property development full time on July 1, 2021. So Ooh. it was 2 years basically from that event. So yep. I wrote that down, had it in my book, had it in my mind. Guess what? July 1, 2021 rolled around and we were just not in a position to for, do it. F- to quit jobs. Mm-hmm. There was there was no money in the business to yeah. actually. Pay ourselves a salary. Yeah, uh, it did not make sense. Mm. We had projects in motion, numerous projects in motion at the time, which were taking a lot of capital. Mm-hmm. We needed to get loans from the bank, mm-hmm. um, so to able to actually service, service that, you needed a job. Mm-hmm. So there was no way that was happening when I'd originally planned. Yes, I was a bit disappointed because you know that was a goal I set, and I usually try and hit the goals I set. Totally. But I was also like, look, you know what. Now's not the right time. Yeah. But you know what? Next July. Yeah. July 1, 2022. It's definitely happening because at least at that stage, I'll know some of the projects are are basically done and we will be in a position to actually take take a salary from that. So it was just a readjustment of the goal and and Mm -hmm. not being too stuck on it.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think we've had a few questions come through around this generally. It is... I think, yeah, timing is a thing, but it's also your decision around it. For example, like we were, I don't want to say lucky, but like it worked out really well that by the time you were looking at quitting your job, my business had grown a fuck ton. And so we didn't have to stress about having two kind of bigger variables at play in terms of like, where is my business going? Where is your business going? I think that probably would have put a lot of stress on us as a couple too. So it was great timing in that sense like Mm. my business is four years old it's very healthy things are going great and so that gave us a little bit more um i guess room to play with yeah do you feel that way Absolutely, yeah.
1: and, um, you know, if uh, things go pear-shaped, I've still got my sugar mama over here, so <laughs>
0: we're, we're
1: going to be okay. <laughs> so that definitely uh, weighed into my decision, but um, no, I've, I've got full confidence that, um, you know, we've, we've been quite planned in, in what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, I guess, projects in, in our pipeline at the moment. Oh, totally. We've got a lot of really good people around, so... Yeah. Um, and you've got yeah, so much momentum. Getting the timing right between, you know, my business partner, where he was at with his job. Totally. Um, Obviously where Elise was in, in the, it just wouldn't have been the right time if we'd done it any earlier. Mm-hmm.
0: 100%. Yeah. And I think that's helpful in the sense of like, remembering you get to set the timelines. I think we can be so hard on ourselves and get like, I love what you said about setting the goal, but being fluid with it. Because like, business doesn't deserve that pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like, had you guys decided to, you know, try to take a wage a year ago, it would have just been, well, it wouldn't have made practical sense anyway, Mm. shape or form, but like your businesses deserve so much more than to have that level of pressure. Mm. (laughs) Like nothing thrives under that much pressure. And I think it's so smart to give yourself the gift of not needing it to look a certain way and not getting so inflexible with what that perspective or that picture is so you can't actually make the best choices as a CEO for the business
1: mm, absolutely I mean you need to be it's not always easy but you need to yeah. be thinking long term but also clearly mm-hmm. as you're going along and, and sort of not getting um, I, I guess too far ahead of yourself and 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 just to uh, I guess, uh, you know, I was talking about that fear out there mm. and and people trying to, I guess, detract from what, what I was trying to do or what we were trying to do. Mm. Um, even as recent as in, in my corporate job, I've got a lot <laughs> of people around me because the market's turning again right now. Yeah. Um, and people like, you know, is now the right time to be going full time into property development with all this uncertainty, inflation rising, yep. you know, cost of living. Uh, interest rates are rising. There's a lot of people out there scared again. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, even my boss was like, you know, if you want to come back, you know, your job will be here and you sure you want to oh. do this. <laughs> and um, I, I guess that's a compliment in terms of that, you know, they obviously... It
0: comes from a good place. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. that, you know, I, I feel always welcome there. Um, mm. But it's also like, well look, I can't let your fear play into
0: what I'm doing. My decisions. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I know we had this conversation before, but I think it's like, there's just always a reason. Like I remember when I first quit my job to teach full time and people were like, oh, you'll be back. And I was like, fucking watch me bitches (laughs) because that's my personality but like it's just there's never a perfect time do you know what i mean there's always gonna you can always find a reason to not make the jump so it's so much less about what's going on externally with that noise and so much more about like am i making smart ceo decisions have i been really planful here am i willing to stay in my own lane and only take advice from people who actually know what the fuck i'm doing yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean like absolutely. you just wouldn't take counsel from someone who has never done where you're like i just find it so interesting and again it's coming from a lovely place and like of of care but it's like why would you ever take advice from someone who's only worked in corporate their whole life about property investing like it makes no sense exactly so i try and
1: surround myself with people that have done it um, because yeah. I mean, that's the most powerful driver
0: mm. because
1: if you've got people that know what they're talking about, yeah. they're experts, it's not the media, it's not people that don't know, it's not people that have a hidden agenda possibly yeah, as well. Yeah, true. Um, and I think when you lock in some lock in on something, mm-hmm. um, like, I mean, you've just got to forget
0: everything, everything else. else.
1: And I think the old saying goes, you know, if you want to take the island, you got to burn your boats.
0: Mm. basically no
1: other there is no option yeah you know if you if you're trying to get your goal Mm -hmm. you gotta totally just block everything else out
0: yeah and i think it's helpful to add there because i think sometimes people can interpret that as like well i have to if i'm all in that means i can't have a job while i'm doing it it's like no resource the shit out of yourself like make it make sense but like be steadfast and locked in on what it is you actually want.
1: Absolutely. Do, yeah. it, do it in an intelligent way, in a planned yeah. way, because you don't want to cause that undue stress mm-hmm. while you're working towards your goal. You can still have both. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, exactly. It's just locking in on, on what you want and, and being very single focused.
0: Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of support. I think this is just helpful too. Cause it's not like you jumped into this blind, like you have done so much education and you've surrounded yourself with mentors and people in the local industry, which has been really cool to see actually. Cause it's like, we don't live in a huge area. I mean, I always feel like it's like a small Small town. Small country town, apparently. It's it's not.
1: About 700,000 people,
0: but it's pretty
1: small, I guess.
0: It feels small to me. Oh, I always laugh, but like, just a fun story, when my mom first came to visit us here, I've, I'm clearly a city girl, I'm used to cities, and the way I talk about the Gold Coast, my mom was like, are there any hospitals? I was like, yeah, there's like five, like, what are you talking yeah. about?
1: We're still still driving horse and buggies around, <laughs> and we just got electricity last week.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's not that that, I mean, small is relative is the point, but... I mean, I feel like it's a small community in the sense of like, you know, like you've done a great job of like seeking out counsel and mentors and people who have had a lot of experience and um, educating yourself and doing. I think that's so important, too, because that's what helps you have the confidence in your decision. That's what helps you really like Mm. stay in your lane and not take on the general fear or that, you know, from people who don't really, you know, it's the media or people who don't really understand the industry. So I think that's such a good takeaway is like, you know, I've shared this before, but it's like, I don't take advice from other people who aren't either my mentor who I'm paying or my, you know, my dear mastermind sisters and friends or like people who know the what I'm doing and know what it's like.
1: Absolutely and I mean like I think what really helps me aside from you know the initial books and stuff that I read was actually mm. starting to involve myself in networking groups yeah. and you know these things come at a cost. Yeah. You have yeah, to you invest a lot in your education yeah. you know going on weekends away where literally three days you're in a room with you know whatever 500 people mm-hmm. and you're just learning about property all different types of strategies around property and that's you know, some of them were like 12, 14 hour days, yeah. literally in this room of 500 people. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're things that I do regularly to this day. Yeah. And, um, and, and going to, you know, free events, paid events, basically anything I could get my hands on mm-hmm. to try and further my knowledge. I, I listen to a lot of different podcasts around, uh, specifically around property. So I'm getting information that's not, in the mainstream media, it's yeah. actually coming from people that have done what I want to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think um, that's been so cool, too, because we've really seen, especially I think in the last year with the business, like how, you know, you found investors, like those some of those people that you met through those events and those mm. trainings and education Um, you know, events have been investors or they've been, you know, other contacts like builders or it's put you in touch with so many other pieces of that too. And so cool to see, like, I remember, I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but I remember the first, it wasn't the first project, but it was that project where, Oh, it was Palm beach where it was, it's the biggest kind of development. That was your first really big development. And You had the property, but then you had to find a million dollars in a week.
1: Yeah. Well, it was a little bit longer than that. Yeah. But um, it was a very short period of time. Like um, we had, yeah, 14 days to (laughs) either say yay or nay to the project. So it was basically a 14-day, look at it as like a cooling off period Mm -hmm. where we were able to analyze the deal, um, check the numbers, get some costings around that, work out how much money we're going to need see if there was a bank willing to fund it. Uh, so there's a lot that went into that to, to actually see if it was a viable project. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we had to make a decision within those 14 days whether we were going to commit or not because mm-hmm. after that, there was no going back and we were locked, in it in. For- locked into the contract yeah. essentially. A lot of money so, on the line. Um, yeah,
0: that was a fun exercise for me to watch because I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, we got to find a million dollars. In, like, a couple of weeks. This yep. is, like, the ultimate mindset game ever.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I mean, uh, to say... I was shitting myself probably an (laughs) understatement.
0: (laughs) I was Uh, shitting myself too.
1: And and that goes for both myself and my business partner because it's something we'd never done before. Um, We'd pulled in a tiny little bit of money from a family Mm. member, Mm -hmm. um, but it was a very, I I guess, a non-pressure situation mm-hmm. this was there was a lot riding on it uh um, well
0: 100k 100k yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had
1: 100k riding on it yeah. and um and we had no clue whether we were actually going to be able to raise that million dollars um I, I guess in my mind i i knew it would happen yeah um, well you were but, locked in on it yeah i was locked so in was on Mark. It, but we had no one committed
0: right? yeah there
1: was not one investor committed yeah but I don't know. There was just something in my mind that was like, no, this is a good project. It works. The market's great. People are going to want to invest. Yeah. And 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 that was as simple as that. And, yeah. And you were sold on it. The two of us were basically just like, it doesn't matter what we have to do. <laughs> Beg, borrow, steal. <laughs> we're going to get this million dollars. Luckily, we didn't have to steal anything. So. Yeah.
0: A little bit of begging and borrowing. A lot of (laughs) begging and
1: a lot of borrowing.
0: Yeah, but I think that's so helpful to hear because it's like, I it's helpful to hear from you because I bang on about this, you know, the mindset aspect of it all day, every day. But I think it's so helpful to see how like that is so the thing. Like if and give both of you guys credit because you're both really good at getting locked in on the thing. Because if you weren't, there's no way your brain would have been resourceful enough to find a way to figure it out.
1: No, right. we had a massive curveball thrown literally nine days yep. out from settling the site. We, we've got an investor committed for $500,000. Mm-hmm. We needed 750000 to settle. We had two hundred and fifty locked in. We, we thought we had this fi- uh, extra 500000 locked in. And they pulled out. Literally nine days out from when we're supposed to take ownership of this thing. Uh, They've pulled the pin. Mm -hmm. So we're just like freaking out, obviously. That was the initial thought Mm -hmm. was what the hell are we going to do? And I think within half an hour I was on the phone to someone just trying to figure out how we're going to get the 500000 and we managed to get it in Mm -hmm. literally within a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think that just speaks volumes to your mindset because it would have been so easy to... I mean, of course, everyone freaks out. That's normal. But this is just so applicable in online in any sort of business. Right. It's like, you know, whatever, something goes wrong in a launch or like someone pulls out or a client does something. And it's like that happens in all business like that never not happens. (laughs) So it's so much more about like, what do we make that mean? Well, we're not making it mean that this is going to fail and we're not going to be able to figure out the money. We're going to make it mean that like, okay, that sucks. That's over there. Now, how do we solve for the problem and figure it out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it could have been easy just to crawl up in a ball Yeah, and, um, you know, just pretend it wasn't happening and and then lose $100,000 nine days later. But yeah. we just... I, I don't know. There was just something in, in us that was just like, this isn't going to happen. This not the way this is supposed to play out. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't matter what we we have to do. We're going to find a way to somehow get this 500,000 that we need to, to sell. And we did. And you know, the rest is history, I guess. And, and it just yeah. it was such a powerful lesson yeah. in, in demonstrating to us that if we're fully locked in and we believe and we're completely aligned 100%, and mm-hmm. I guess that's the key thing then no matter what you set your mind to, you can you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to help us going forward. I think that's probably yeah. our biggest and best lesson that we could have ever learned is Absolutely. overcoming that adversity.
0: Yeah. Well, because if you can find a million dollars and 500K of that within like 24 hours, like the amount of trust that builds in your guys' self to figure it out in business is infinite. And that's the biggest thing I see matter. Mm. in successful businesses is like can you just trust yourself to figure it out it's not that like i did or our most recent episode was on how to create anything you want no matter the circumstance and this is exactly it it's like if you can be locked in that and if you can be really focused on being resourceful and figuring it out like you're untouchable in business mm.
1: and we were definitely less connected than than what we are now so obviously yeah. you know 18 months down the track yeah We've got a lot more networks. I think if we had that shortfall, Mm -hmm. we could probably find the the money, you know, a little easier than say
0: 18 months ago. It was was definitely challenging then. 100%. Um, And that that makes me think of a couple of the questions that we should dive into. (laughs) So someone, a couple of questions around like, and we've spoken to this a little bit, but like why the timing of quitting? felt right was it a monetary goal and it was a little bit of both hey like you had the goal you really wanted to get out of your job but Mm. you guys knew that in order for you both to go you needed to be able to pull a decent wage from it yeah Yeah. absolutely
1: i think you know yeah we could have gone sooner but Mm -hmm. literally would have been eating you know two minute noodles or rice every night Mm -hmm. and and really really struggling which i mean i didn't really want to live that type of lifestyle mm-hmm. i figured you know it was better to to juggle the corporate job mm-hmm. uh, it was no, never something and i guess to answer the question it was never something i saw myself doing long long term i looked ahead and was like my life does not look like climbing the corporate ladder i don't see myself as being an executive of a company and i was basically one level from that mm-hmm. so i never saw that was my next step in life so
0: yeah and i mean i'd probably hook you up with some non two minute noodles so like we would have been fine but it's like more of like what would the pressure have been on the business and Mm. you guys and you wanted to pull both of you wanted to pull a good wage from it yeah yeah
1: absolutely yeah so i mean some people are 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 happy enough to to scrap and probably live really really Mm -hmm. below their means for a year or two and Mm -hmm. everyone's got a different path totally probably Preferred not to do it that way.
0: Yeah. And so I think it's really just like, well, what makes the most sense for you? Because I remember when I quit my job, I was probably a little less planful about it. And I kind of jumped in a little bit harder. But I, again, I think it, what both of us are saying is like, you got to go with your gut on when it feels right. And Mm. when I know for me, it's like, okay, well, I really just trust myself to have this continue working (laughs) and as soon as I felt that way I felt really good about quitting the job and does that feel true for you too
1: yeah and and I guess probably the biggest consideration um and we've already touched on it was at least was obviously a different place Mm. in her business so that really really helped like look if I if you know go back three years we're in a different uh position yeah for me to quit back then would have just been so much pressure so much pressure yeah um so it definitely made that decision easier yeah which which is amazing to 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 be there Mm -hmm. um but then also knowing that it is you do need so much money to to do what we're doing totally you can't just quit Your job, there's no money coming in, you can't no. afford to pay your bills. Well, your business is gonna no, it's gonna fail.
0: It's a capital heavy business yeah, model, yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Because you, I mean, you got to pay for all of the costs of the build until it sells, so you got to be able to hold that and front that and carry that. So, absolutely. that's that's helpful for context, too. And you got to
1: look good in the bank size, yes. If, if you yeah. appear weak, well, that, that's You know, you can forget about doing any further projects.
0: Yeah, totally. So I think the takeaway there is, like, make it make sense for you. (laughs) But so much of that is, like, make sure you're not putting yourself in a place where it's going to feel super pressur.y And also the more you can just really lock in on, like, well, this is working, we're making it work, the easier that decision gets too. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, And so... A couple really good questions here. One was like, is property investing a long-term play or are you also seeing sooner returns? So I think this is a little bit more and actually this is a good thing to kind of address. So Chris's business is in property development. That's like a company that him and his par- partner run. And then we've also done property investing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the simple answer to that is it's a long-term play. Yeah, I don't think with property investing because it is such a I guess an expensive asset yes it's something you can't transact quickly
0: yes um, like a I mean there are like you know you see the flip it shows and all of that yeah I, I just don't like that style of transacting
1: when it comes to property and there's mm-hmm. there's a few reasons for that mm-hmm. is because if you get caught in the wrong cycle really time screwed. in the market you, you can do your your, your dough um, also um, the other big thing is Transacting that property with the legal expenses, yep. your taxes, and everything like that—it just costs a lot of money yeah. to do things quickly. Yeah. So yes, developments are more short-term, mm-hmm. but um, they're also, you know, done with a very—I um, guess—a strategic purpose behind it. Yeah. Um, and when you do acquire the the, the project at the start, you, you've done your numbers based on what the taxes you're going to pay and and so forth. So I guess. To split the two apart, mm-hmm. there's the business side, property development. That's more of a, I guess, short, medium term play.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it needs to transact to keep the capital coming in. Totally. Um, and then the investing side, you need to have a long term, I guess, outlook. Yeah. A- and I think with any type of investing. Agreed. You definitely need long-term. to have a long term.
0: Yeah. That's, um, I mean, so there's the apartment. We have. How long ago did you buy that? Oh, property?
1: it was eight years. Yeah, basically. So yeah, yeah, eight ago. years. Yeah,
0: that's so that was first dip into the property investing. Yeah,
1: that's pretty well a bit of a failure that one. So <laughs> if I had my time over again, I wouldn't buy that again. But you know, they look. I,
0: but I, it, a failure means that like it's paying for itself.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it hasn't really made anything long-term. in value mm-hmm. it probably wasn't the best asset to select at the at the time um yeah if i had my time over again i would probably buy somewhere else mm-hmm. but in saying that i really haven't paid we haven't paid anything to to Mm-mm. hang on to it so yeah, and it was like a, a step learning. in the
0: door yeah like it was uh, that was what was within the means of uh, like being able to afford too. and so it's paid for itself but i think that's also like The lesson is in the learning there. So in terms of um, our recent property investment, so that is a, I mean, that's still a very long term kind of perspective. So I've shared, I actually don't know if I've shared this briefly. So when we bought this house, I mean, we've kind of, any of our purchases haven't been because we were obsessed with the house and wanted it so bad. Mm. Like I'm pretty, I mean, I feel like luckily for you. I mean, I feel like Chris was very strategic about this. So (laughs) I feel like when we were looking to buy, I was not even really sold on buying because we were planning a wedding. We were moving. We were like, I was planning on quitting my job. Like there was just so much going on at the time. Um, But you were really intentional about it, which I'm grateful for now. And so I feel like your strategy was take her to all of the worst looking houses in all of the land. So then she's just really happy with anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when we get something that's a little way better than a crack shack, yeah. she's going to love it.
0: <laughs> Works like a charm. Happy
1: to sign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we've never made, I guess, emotional decisions when it comes to property. Like I wasn't really attached to this house. Like I really like our house now and we've done a whole renovation and it's delightful. Mm. But like I was never like, oh, this is my dream. I actually don't really care about houses in terms of dream houses. Mm. I'm always more on the thought of like, well, if it makes sense, it's like such a huge way to increase our net worth and create some equity here in a really big way. And Mm. so I think that helps so much in the sense of like this property we just did real well at buying at a great time and the property is more than oh, about doubled, more than doubled hmm. since we've purchased it. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, seven, eight, nine, twenty one. So six years ago. Yeah. Still, that's insane.
1: Yeah.
0: And so. So glad we just made the decision based on location, based on where it is, because that is really what, And I mean, we never could have predicted it went up this much because so much of that was due to COVID, mm. really. And, you know, what happened to the property market there? But, I mean, that was definitely a long-term investment. We bought this house with the intention of we'll renovate it. We'll buy somewhere else. And long we always planned on renting this out as like a investment property down the road. So mm. that's a very long-term perspective we took on it. That's very much what has enabled us to buy that other house that is so close to the beach. I can't wait to move. Mm. Um, but in the interim, we're renting it out. The rental market is great. So that's paying for... It's covering all of the costs of the mortgage and all of that. And then our plan is to... Save up some moolahs and then tear it down and build. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I can't wait to do that. Um, that. But I think that's that's the important part. You need to have that. Uh, And I mean, look, I'm not I'm not saying I think when you do find a house that you love and you want to live in it, I'd never be I'd never say to someone, don't buy it emotionally because that's 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 your home. Yeah, there is a certain level of emotion to attach to that. But also, if you're looking to uh, maybe do a little bit more than that, mm-hmm. and it's important to keep keep your eyes open and, and sort of think. Well, maybe now's not the time to 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 buy that dream house. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could buy something a little bit less, mm-hmm. add some value to it, um, make some money off that, and, mm-hmm. and then look to, to upgrade down the track. And, yeah. and you could do that a number of times over, you know, ten to fifteen years. Um, and not only have you accumulated probably a few properties in that time. um, But you also will be living exactly where you want to be. And I think that for me is the most important thing. You can live where you love.
0: Mm, That was really what you sold me on. That was the spiel right there. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like so grateful for you for that because I, I definitely didn't have that perspective at that time. I mean, I didn't have the perspective on property and investing and all of that Mm. that you did at the time um but i'm so grateful we did like i'm so grateful we bought this house
1: Mm. and i think it's just it's a great way to you know look in in the end the only person that's going to look out for you is you know yourself yeah maybe if you've got a really good family really good friends hopefully (laughs) they will as well but you know in the end it's going to come down to you yeah um so you need to sort of look after your own future not not Mm. sort of think about well the government's going to have my back because it's not really a thing yeah um and and that's what we're trying to do is is Mm. just set ourselves up so that we can i guess live a life that that we're you know choosing to Mm -hmm. um and and we don't have to rely on anyone but we can then you know give back to our family friends whatever it may be Mm -hmm. um so it really creates that position for us to be able to have that choice which is, is so appealing yeah
0: resources leverage mm, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then
1: in the process right you're um you know with the investment properties you're giving someone else somewhere to live so yeah that that's the important thing because once again the government's not going to be giving that to people it's yeah. property investors yeah you know that's where our housing comes from yeah is someone has to own it to allow people to live there and, yeah. and rent. Yeah. So you got to have that perspective. You're actually, not only are you doing something for yourself, but you're actually doing, you're creating a, a place for, you know, somewhere, someone else to live.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know we've talked about this, but yeah, like we don't plan on just relying on government funded resources to retire. Like we want to have so much more freedom and space to do mm. that the way we want to.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I think if anything, like, the last couple of years has really proven that like I've just been so grateful I had this business. I mean, I think so many people got that little wake up call when they I mean, it almost looked like you were going to lose your job for a while there. And mm. like just so grateful that like this is so the power of having your own business, creating your own economy is that you don't have to be dependent on those things. And you've mm. got so much more freedom and resources. To not have to worry about what happens in the world as much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty dire when you're uh, head of health and safety at the start of a pandemic, looking at like potentially losing the main health job, or 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 at at least um, being stood down without pay for uh, you know a given set of times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just shows where we were a couple of years ago. Totally, and
0: so great, like. Thank God for my business. If I was employed, we could have been in the same situation. It just would have been so much more stress on us, you know? Mm. Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I love this. Um, so someone also asked to the question of like, did the investing speed up or slow down the timeline of quitting? I mean, my perspective on this is it was kind of not related. So I think what we both do really well is we keep business in business. And personal finances and personal finances. So my business finances do not make, don't determine what I do from a personal level and vice versa and same with you. So um, I could be interpreting this wrong because you could be meaning, I mean, I think you're meaning about our personal property investing here, but we almost don't, one doesn't have an influence on the other. And I think this is such a integral mindset to growing a really healthy business is that, You know I joke with clients sometimes of like if you're the CEO of a company you know I'm picturing you're a CEO of the company you used to work for and he just waltzed in one day it was like papa needs a new freaking Benz. like everyone would be like what the fuck is he on about like that's not how it works like and uh, then started barking orders or giving like we got to make this amount of sales because I need to buy this and like that's not how you operate businesses so Business finance and personal finance live separately completely for both of us. So what's happening in your business or my business doesn't have anything to do with how we're personally investing our money. And I mean, of it's course, a vehicle. it's a vehicle. It helps. Yeah, and the, exactly.
1: For the bank, you need to go. I earn this amount of money each year. Yes. Which allows you then to invest. Totally. So, yes, they're separate, but they're also, it's, you we will, you will need a vehicle to allow you to yeah. keep investing successfully. Totally.
0: totally. So, we didn't really look at, um, how do you get into property investing? So, we kind of talked about that. And it didn't really, I mean, would would you say it sped up or slowed down your quitting, us investing in property? not really related
1: not related yeah, at all. i agree no,
0: yeah yeah
1: definitely not like that's yeah i, I think elise has said it um you know it's something that we're doing to create i guess personal wealth mm-hmm. and a lifestyle that we want, want to live mm-hmm. um so yeah it it had no bearing on me quitting at all yeah um it, it was actually you know getting the timing right on our latest investment was like we need to get something before I do quit. Otherwise the bank is not going to like my position being an employee of a, of a company that's only three years old. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's playing that game of finance in the bank size. If you're investing, you you need to be able to demonstrate to the bank.
0: You can support it. You can actually support your (laughs) debt. And, and, you know, obviously we're not financial advisors, disclaimer, but like, You just get to be smart about that, Mm. meaning you leverage what you can leverage in the sense of um, there was that added incentive to purchase something before you quit. Because, like, the business is new and we knew that we wouldn't have the same level of approval. But at the same time, we know. I mean, it's paying for itself. We fine. Not to advocate that necessarily, but just saying that, like, you get to just make really smart decisions. And it's so about really analyzing the situation and taking really non-emotional decisions to the table and looking at it from that point of view. But I think the more you can look at it like what am I investing in personally? What is my business investing in? Those are two separate things. Those aren't interrelated at all. Like those aren't interrelated at all. And I think this is a question that comes up a little bit is like how We approach investments for our business and it's kind of the same. It's not like, you know, I mean, I've discussed to you essentially at the beginning of my business because I was a broke ass um, and had just gotten two jobs about investing in mentorship and paying a lot for a coach and you were fully supportive. But I think so much of that is because. In both of our minds, we treat our business investing as business investing. And we treat our personal investing or our personal finances as personal finances. Mm. And those don't necessarily live together.
1: It's like having business goals, personal goals. Yeah. You know, it's totally. you, you, you have different goals for different aspects of your life.
0: Yeah. And then the last question, which is really interesting, is our daily schedule. So will that change for you as a couple with you quitting I mean, I think it's fun because it gives us more space to, like, have our leisurely walks in the morning with the pups on, you know, certain days of the week and that sort of thing. I mean, you were working from home quite a bit mm. with work anyways, um, but not a lot. I don't see it changing I mean, it gives us the opportunity to, like, go for Friday lunches or go for a Friday walks. Lo- or-
1: lots of long lunches. Lots of long
0: lunches. <laughs> you know, I,
1: I'm going to be a lunch expert soon. <laughs>
0: just... To, Start hitting off all the locals. Just a
1: man of leisure.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> no, I think what it, and this is just personally, mm. obviously I'm going to have a lot of extra time because yeah. my days are not going to be full of working a corporate job.
0: And nine, business. Uh, <laughs>
1: nine to five, eight to five, whatever it was. <laughs> plus maintaining the business. So yeah. that will allow us, I guess, as a couple to, to do more things. Mm-hmm. During a normal work day, I don't have the commitment of having to go into the office, that type of thing. So, yeah, there will be a lot more choice, a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. around that um, because we are both uh, working for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess, the, the thing I'm looking forward to most is totally. having the, the, the complete choice and, and the say in what I do day to day.
0: Yeah, well, we get to fly out to Hamilton tomorrow. Mm, absolutely. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I, no I more think asking just, for
0: time off. Yeah. We get to plan trips whenever we oh, want. I had to
1: run that past my business partner. He was oh, yeah. <laughs> hard-ass.
0: <us>. I had <laughs> to really
1: is. beg for it.
0: <laughs> he takes so much time off, too. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, if anything, a bit more space, really.
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's all I, you know, that's all I really wanted out Mm. of working for myself is that freedom of time space choice um just being able to sort of do what i want when i want Mm -hmm. with who i want basically it's it's that simple so good yeah
0: amazing thank you for being here how'd you like your first podcast experience
1: oh oh, i think i nailed it um have you listened
0: to my podcast before
1: uh yeah once or twice <laughs> put him on the spot <laughs> that's well, a bit rough <laughs> i love it. <you. laughs>
0: uh well thank you so much for being here love you appreciate you sharing all of the wisdom i feel like this is gonna People are going to be obsessed with this. So I'm so excited we were able to do this. I feel like an encore probably coming on. I would love, as always, for you guys to send me messages in the DM. Let me know if you have follow-up questions. I feel like we could do a whole freaking episode just speaking about, like, how to get real smart with building your wealth through investing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or, or maybe
0: more behind the scenes of what it's like.
1: Yeah, and obviously that'll... um yeah, I guess it's, it'll be exciting to see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of, that's probably just a very shallow look at, yeah, at yeah, what, yeah. what I'm actually doing, what we're doing. Yeah, um, But it, des- it definitely gives you a bit of a, um, I guess, insight. some insight into that. Yeah. Um, and obviously everyone's circumstances are different. So this may work for some, it may not work for others. So mm-hmm. um, you just got to find your own path in that.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on
1: thanks for having me
0: <laughs> so yeah dm me feel free to as always know that if you share this on instagram you'll go in the draw to win a free mini session with me and let me know tell give chris some love for me dragging him on the podcast and <laughs> being so brave because you're not a social media guy
1: i'm definitely not
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not at all but you know i i'm up for a chat
0: awesome thank you Chris for joining me adore you and thank you guys for listening and I'll speak to you soon thank you so much for listening to the things we didn't do I adore and appreciate you If you love today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so that you don't miss out on any episodes because nobody likes FOMO. I'd love nothing more to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review on iTunes. And because I appreciate you taking the time each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free business success coaching call with me. So if you'd like to nail down that one thing that's standing in your way from creating more purpose, and profit in your business without doing all the things, then make sure you leave a review for your chance to win. I would love for you to share this with anyone on their own entrepreneurial journey who could benefit from learning how to create a wildly purposeful and profitable business without doing all the things. And remember, you get to create a business that makes you cry happy tears on the regs without needing to squish yourself into some box or burn yourself out in the process, just because you can.